Welcome back to the Gay 15 Risk Roundtable, fresh off the Detroit Lions' first victory of 2021. <laughs> As winter settles in, it is great to be here for our last Risk Roundtable of the year. And I'm once again joined by the ever-stressed and much-appreciated Jennifer Lynn Walker and the always-ready-to-talk-and-share David Pounder. Jen, Dave, welcome back to the Risk Roundtable, what continues to be the best security-focused podcast available in America and around the world as the three of us have agreed to on multiple occasions. Welcome back. Absolutely. And nice to be back. Nice to have you back, Dave. It is certainly nice to be back. And I couldn't be ever more, you know, impressed or happy for you, Andy, to get your first win of the season. Uh, What is it, week 12 (laughs) or week 13? When doesn't matter. We don't think any technicalities (laughs) of when. The important thing is you were both Thanksgiving naysayers and you're both proven right. I had the pleasure of being live in Cleveland. I thought they were going to win that game. And much of my disappointment, they didn't, but I had a great time. And Cleveland was a wonderful town, wonderful people, and fun fans to cheer with. They were yelling at Baker Mayfield more than I was. But we're excited to have gotten that first one under our belts, and we're looking forward to great things ahead in the future. But we digress, because we have a lot of really important things to talk about. Not enough time to cover them all, as always, because, Dave, you talk way too much. But that's not the important thing we want to focus on. So before we get going into today's final Risk Roundtable of 2021, Anything you guys want to cover from your uh, podcasts that are coming up? Uh, with TCE, I'm just going to have to wait and see. All right. All right. Dave? Spence? I, I think I'm going to hit on uh, some of our, it's a holiday themed season. So I think we're, we'll be looking back, but we'll also be looking ahead. Um, you know, we've talked a lot over the, the nerd out time uh, with the nerdies, uh, the nerdites uh, to about, you know, the changes that the holidays have gone through over the last several years. Um, and it, so it's, it's interesting and it's certainly glad to see not much um, hostile events necessarily, uh, or that we would think of um, occur, but um, it, it is interesting. It's an interesting trend occurring. So we're, we're very happy to see it. So. Awesome. Are you going to be wearing your um, elf suit for that version of that podcast? Is there a day I don't wear my elf suit? <laughs> I mean, it seems like this is like, I mean, after the day after Thanksgiving, an elf suit comes out. Pointy belled shoes and all. Well, I really enjoyed your podcast last month. It's, it's, you know, Joe and Bridget are always awesome. And I'm a big fan of, of Tamara. So glad you got her back on a talk crowd management. She's, she's the best when it comes to that. I'm excited. I just talked about her earlier today. I'm going to be uh, with her out in Las Vegas in, in uh, February and March for a school that we teach at and really excited to have her back out there for that. She's, She's an awesome individual. So that'll be, it'll be great to hear both of those this month. I can tell you, um, we have to make a pivot for the Gay 15 interview this month. Um, we had, we had a, a certain set of guests scheduled, but um, made a pivot. And I'm really excited to talk to our friends from RELA, going to be talking about organized retail crime uh, concerns really come up for a lot of different communities, especially the last couple of weeks has been getting more and more attention in the news um, for a number of reasons. So excited to talk with a couple of friends. Uh, from that organization here at the end of the month. But let us dive into today's discussion. And because we like Jen best, she gets to go first. Jen, main topics for today. You want to get us started? Yeah, my main topic today, um, hate to harp, but tis the season. Uh, don't want to be remiss about those holiday scams and other things to look out for uh, during the holidays. I call them, I'm going to keep it short. Ha. Um, I know, famous last words with Dave, but uh, I'm going to three Ds. Uh, delayed detonation, uh, distractions, and delivery. Or wait, 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 delayed what? What was the first one? Delayed detonation. 
it's, it's another like word 4Ds. for like execution. That's like four Ds. You said three Ds. It's like four oh, Ds. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, then technically it might be five because I'm also going to pull in distress. Okay. So, okay. Sorry okay. to get you off topic. Yeah, there. Tol yeah. tol That's totally okay. derailing her. her, her <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Queen of puns and alliteration. Please continue. Please continue. <laughs> okay. So again, some reminders just uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, if you recall the colonial pipe, um, pipeline um, i called had a coal pipe in my notes so i have to remember like the whole thing um that ransomware attack and the the attack on kaseya and things of that nature and for years for years it's not just those things but those things i think are most notable um they had occurred on holiday weekends um but uh, threat actors cyber threat actors for years have been uh detonating or executing their uh attacks on they like to do it on holiday weekends um they like to do it at the end of the year as well because you know different scams and things kind of revolve all in that uh because folks are gone they're taking advantage of one our distractions and um i don't have another d in that one why didn't i anyway but they're taking darn, care of our darn general distractions darn distractions darn distractions but they're taking care of our or taking advantage of our distractions one you know just as general people we're thinking about the holidays you know how is it different normally where it's the hustle and bustle but maybe this year some of us are like well how's it going to be different from last year to this year and just just different things but still probably some of the usual distractions but then as it or information security people network tech support people you know everybody takes time off and that includes the tech support people um so uh threat actors like to take advantage of of all that time off you know and typically we see a, a bit of an influx in scams and whatnot during the holidays as well as um an in uh, an increase in in a high a little bit higher click rate. Part part of that's probably because of the influx and scams. But the other is, hey, my IT person's gone. I don't have anybody to ask. Well, this thing might be okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and click it because I they're just you know we rely on this networking you know and these 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 relationships and someone sometimes it's easier to just say, hey, this looks bad. What you know what is it? Otherwise, we might just click. So um, again. Uh, actors taking delaying their execution and their detonation of their of their attacks uh taking advantage of the reduced staff kind of all of it plays into to one another and then the other one again um the other d or the final d is delivery um so we're also not only delivering the ex the, the uh attacks but looking out for an influx and delivery scams so those fake deliveries because we're all placing online purchases, making online purchases these days. And so we are expecting deliveries and the bad guys are taking advantage of things that we are expecting. Uh, but another spin on that this year that I'm not saying they haven't done it in the past, but one that I've noted this year is they're using a um, kind of, uh, this is where the distress one comes into play, but they're using fake product invoice scams uh, from pretending to be Amazon and Apple for high dollar like invoices and i don't know about you when i see you know hundred dollars you know two hundred dollars maybe fifty dollars whatever a thousand fifteen hundred dollars i'm inclined to like whoa what is going on and what the bad guys are doing is they're including like a telephone number in the email how many times do we tell you don't use any of the contact information that are in the email but when we're seeing twenty five hundred dollars what we just want to reach out and 
you know, call this entity. Um, but the telephone number that's in the email leads to the bad guy that then, you know, it just, it just snowballs from there. So those are fake delete them. But if you think they're real, then reach out to those organizations, whether it's Apple or Amazon, whatever they're pretending to be, uh, reach out to them individually by a previously established contact information or stuff from their website that you know is their website, not a fake website that was in the email, perhaps things of that nature. But they're, the bad guys are looking at that urgency and that distress, like, oh my gosh, and they're getting you to act before you have a chance to think. So stop, think and verify. Yeah, and there's so much you covered there as you covered the 68 D's of, of cybersecurity. <laughs> I, I, I know I've got a couple things I want to add on to that, but Dave, anything you want to throw uh, Jen's way here? I'm exhausted. I would probably click on a link just to get through it. See, this is this is the problem. This is the, the exact problem. And this is why those guys are so good. At, I'd probably click on a link. So, but no, no, nothing to add. I think Jen is very thorough. I think there's so much good information uh, that she just put out there. And, and again, it's just simple reminders, right? I don't think she said anything that requires advanced skill. It's simple reminders. And so I think that's a key thing. Classic Dave. No, I've got nothing to add, but while well, I'm not adding anything, <laughs> well, let me not add anything either. And I think you have some really important points there, right? One, you know, the fact that I mean, we're, we're in Hanukkah right now, right? And that always covers, a, you know, it always includes a weekend invariably, right? And then with uh, the Christmas and New Year's holidays being at, you know, over the weekends as well, that just makes, you know, the, the opportunity for a well-timed attack all the more tempting as people are out of office and looking not only at the weekend, but also the holiday on top of that weekend. I think, you know, definitely CISO is uh, smart enough to send out some be vigilant reminders uh, earlier before Thanksgiving. And I think we'll, we'll probably be seeing those again you know, in the next couple of days here as, as we really have to keep our eyes open as we go into these uh, holiday weekends, end of year celebrations. I think it'll be really important. But, you know, Jen, you, you talked about the creativity of the adversary. And I think, you know, something that people maybe aren't quite as used to seeing, but we're seeing more and more of, is, is the text scams too, right? So you're getting uh, re reminders in your phone of you know, packages to pick up or, or you know, per things to purchase that look from like they're from Amazon or whoever else it is. And lo and behold, it's some, some malicious actor uh, trying to get you through your phone because it's that much easier maybe than through your email. And so there, there's no shortage of, of scams that are out there. So thanks for scaring us all as we, as we sure. go into this final. Fa -la -la. Yeah, follow la indeed. So, so good things. I do wonder any thoughts from either of you, you know, today as we're recording this uh, earlier, actually, than, than we're recording this, but President Biden was meeting with uh, Russian Tsar uh, President Putin, and uh, they were talking Ukraine. And uh, I can only imagine they were going to be talking a little bit about ransomware too. Do you think we, we are seeing anything positive coming out of this conversation today or, or no change status quo? Uh, the good Tsar and his merry men will keep launching attacks from the, uh, the, 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 the empire over there, and uh, we'll see what happens over the holiday weekends. Any thoughts or ideas? Uh, I mean, do we really? I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts, but nothing <laughs> would probably change. The thing. I, I, honestly, nothing's going to change. They'll do the political thing. They'll glad hand. They'll say they, you know, Russia is not supporting any of these groups, and we are doing all these fun things. And the United States will say, well, if you do, we'll, we'll come after you. And and then it'll happen next week. So um, it'll be it'll be fine. I, I feel, you know, I think the Ukraine is a really delicate situation and, and not delicate because there's any ambiguity about it. I think it's just delicate because, you know, they 
I feel bad for what's happening over there. I, and I think they're in a really tough situation and the people of the Ukraine are, um, should be concerned. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to be in the position that they are. Um, yeah, Russia has been playing with them in different ways for a long time and that's not going to stop it. Um, Jen, any thoughts from your end? Anything, anything productive comes out of this, this uh, meeting? No, Jen shaking her head. You'd know no, that. not really. Um, if if we had a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Jen's agreed Wait, that's 2022, so. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a lot of uh, Russian lip service and, you know, uh, U.S. neat means business and they've proven it and other global uh, law enforcement entities have proven it that they need mean business. So there's been a lot of good stuff there. But as for, you know, Russia stopping or any of the other ones, any of our other major players, uh, nation states stopping, it's just like it'll be lip service and then whatever. Go back, go back to your country <laughs> is what the, what I feel like it's gonna be like. So yeah. Well, we'll 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 pivot. We got other things to cover, but I think interesting things to discuss. Certainly, and I'll I'll, I'll uh, make sure we share a link here. There's a good article that came out in the New York Times, uh, speaking to uh, the good folks at Recorded Future on some ideas about Russia ransomware actors and 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 the hard life that some of them are living. So um, we'll, we'll share that link. Might be an interesting story for, for folks to read. But let's let's continue on, Dave. I think you have some things you want to talk about here as we go on our main topics. Jen, thank you as always, and I think there's some things you want to cover. Some pretty timely things as well. Yeah, I think last week we had another school shooting. Unfortunately, you know, I think it was four people were killed and, and many others wounded. Um, I, I don't want to talk about necessarily the school shooting. But what I want to talk about is the fact that it's hard to say something like this, but there was a lot of positives that could be noted from the way the school handled um, the incident or the the activities leading up to the incident. I know that sounds crazy to say that there was positives, but I think it, because there were still the loss of life, but I think it just shows the challenge of the environment that security organizations, entities have when trying to protect against so many different variety of threats. But the, what I speak of the positives, I'm talking about, you know, there were noted suspicious behaviors. There were noted activities, uh, individuals, whether that be students or teachers, were identifying suspicious activities and they did something about it. So we talk about see something, say something, they saw it and they said it. Um, now the actions, you know, afterwards, there are lessons to be learned there. And I think, it, I think it's important that we can call those out without being too judgmental or assigning blame or liability. That is gonna happen. You know, we, we're gonna see that, that play out. But, you know, what, what goes is, you know, the teacher identified some suspicious activity, students were noting suspicious activities and things, and, and they did report that and it did go to a lead to a meeting. Now, what I want to talk about is the fact that reporting, and when we stress this, this is part of our hostile events attack cycle, uh, which we wrote a white paper about, and you can find it at gate15.global on our website. Um, you can, we talk about, you know, wanting to identify and disrupt those plans and activities. Um, it, but, and we say, hey, get it to the people who can make the decisions, report it and get into the hands. It, what we don't talk about, and it's going to have to be something we address in, in version 2.0 or, or whatever the later versions are going to be, is the steps for the organization need to continue past the reporting. You know, what are the measures that you're going to do to either alert you know, the organization to a 
heightened risk within the organization. How are you going to handle that employee? And, it, and it's not just as simple as saying, well, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to terminate them. We're going to expel that kid. Um, we're, we're going to terminate the employee who may have things. We've seen that not work out well for organizations because that could be a triggering event that could in fact lead to uh, an incident. But what we need to be able to do is really look at it from a threat management or a threat assessment approach. And, and when we call everyone together to look at you know, the suspicious activities and confront the individual, how are we confronting that individual? Are we doing it with a, an understanding of what the stressors may be and what the grievances may be, or are we doing it in a very accusatory thing? And, and so what I challenge organizations to do is to really evaluate what happens beyond reporting? When everybody is in the room together, what are we doing? And, and are you doing your due diligence? Because we saw in an incident several years ago where they, uh, um, uh, in Illinois in 2019, where uh, the organization thought it'd be a good experience for an intern to get um, exposure to terminating an employee and being in the room. And, and that went badly. Um, and, and unfortunately, several people were killed as a result of that. So we need to be understand, you know, be mindful of the, the risks when we have these meetings, but I think we need to also approach them differently. And I think this is an important lesson to be learned here. Uh, and, and what are the steps you're going to take after the reports are made? What are the organization's responses? What are the manager's responses? And, and who are we engaging to ensure that the organization is safe? So that's what the one thing I'd like to call out, Andy. Hey, Dave, I, gotta say, I think you handled that you know, really, really smartly, you covered a lot of, of ground. And, you know, unfortunately, we can't stop incidents from, incidents from occurring, right? The reality is the determined attacker will always be able to at least try their attack, right? They, they, how successful they are, we don't know. But if somebody really wants to cause harm, whether by gun, by knife, by baseball bat, you know, whatever it is, they, they can have some level of success. All we can do is try and prepare as best we can, disrupt if we can, all the things we talk about the hospital defense attack cycle that you, you, know, you mentioned. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, when there's a loss of life, which there tragically was once again, it's, it's hard to talk about the things that went well. And it's always a Monday morning quarterback an incident and, and criticize the things that we still identify could have been done better. But there were some, some, some things that were done properly. Um, you can't guarantee that everything's going to lead to a you know, disruption of that incident. So I think you know, some really key points there a lot of things organizations can, can look at from an after actions perspective and look at their own plans and procedures with their own protocols and, and hopefully learn from um, just maybe some smart things to consider adding into those existing processes. So really great points, really great points, important topic, tragic loss of life, but you know, in reality, um, that could have been far, far worse. And so, uh, you know, our hearts go out to, to those who were wounded and, and, and lost, um, but certainly, um, we're grateful that it wasn't more catastrophic than it already was. So some really good points. Jen, anything you'd like to add? Um, related no, to, it's, to your point, that was extremely well handled, Dave. It was, yeah, just, I'll just keep it at that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, serious topics. I mean, you know, we, we, we make light of, um, you know, Russia and ransomware, but it's certainly a very serious thing. And it's really something nobody wants to experience, you know, over this holiday weekend. So we do want to definitely plan and prepare for the things that may be and at a personal level, you know, the, those scams are coming our way individually too. So we're looking out for those. And Dave, you, you hit a critical point. There have been copycats since um, in Michigan and across the country. And so definitely, you know, leaders that are out there want to be thinking about whether they're going to protect their students, their organizations, you know, their people, um, so we can have a safe transition to the new year 
uh, soon enough. But with that, let us pivot. There's a few things still we want to cover. So we're doing something a little bit different here in our roulette round, right? We're going to look at some of our favorite moments or favorite highlights uh, from some of our podcast discussions over the course of 2021. And Jen, I think you're starting us off, so I can only imagine where you're going to go with this. So the, the ball's all yours. Well, wait, aren't we missing something here? I wasn't going to say anything, but I mean, can you hear this? Just seeing your head, which we would know if it was, yeah, your AirPods are. watching Dave smile and nod along, but we can't hear. It is in his head. It is in his head. Oh, it's in his head. Oh, man, it's in my head. (laughs) There's so much in your head that the rest of us can't and don't want to hear. Jen, the ball is all yours. The ball is all yours. So I'm going to take this in a couple different directions. Or a couple of different like like flavors here. So first, I want to make some. There's some observations that I've noticed throughout the year, um, and three observations. One, y'all jumped on my Isaac bandwagon. Just gonna put that out there. No, but seriously, we love the Isaacs here at Gate 15, and I think collectively, um, including the end of last year, I think we've all done at least 13 individual ISACs with a couple crossovers. So uh, research education networks, I think Andy and I crossed that over and then health ISAC, um, Dave and Andy crossed that over. So thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get my dig in there that you guys followed, you know, had I also did cannabis too. Don't forget cannabis. The ISACs and ISALs, I should say. <laughs> yes, you did cannabis and I did faith-based ISAL. So we did the ISALs too. Um, so I meant to say ISAC and ISAL. Thank you for that correction, Dave. Uh, The second observation, we had a lot. I didn't count them, um, but we had a lot of Troy Hunt shout outs. That's my second observation. I shouted out Dave Swoon, but I digress. That that is true. That is a true statement. Lots of Troy Hunt shout outs. I think Troy Troy Hunt he even he even liked one of my uh my retweets or tweets this year he did yeah he did did that out and put it on your mirror as you're as you're putting your (laughs) your hair together in the mornings you're seeing that little troy hunt he's he he is very dreamy (laughs) we can all agree to that we can all agree to that and then i've been playing along but i just andy i just want you to know that i have not been blind to your attempt at social engineering us with your three questions game just saying i'm i'm slowly collecting all the information (laughs) you know and also making sure others have it available to them so stay on your toes kids (laughs) (laughs) okay now as far as my favorites uh i'm I'm actually going to take it a little different and and if we can you know, kind of piggyback on each other, or I kind of have highlights of what we, we did each month, what kind of, well, at least with the risk roundtable and TCE, but so I guess I didn't capture all of yours. I was going to, um, but with TCE, my favorite, um, it's supposed to be my real estate ISAC uh, interview. Cause that was with Dave, but it's not. So, um, I kind of, <laughs> Dave, you're not on, you're on mute. Can't even hear you laugh. He's laughing. If we had video, I know we would know that. Um, but I have a t- kind of a tie. Uh, one, I know I should like in September and October, I, I did a solo and I know I should like that, but um, I'm just not there yet. So uh, the solo ones are kind of outliers. Um, but I have a, a four-way tie, three-way tie between my interview with Ren Isaac. That was such a great conversation that it was a two-parter. And I love my conversation with Tribal Isaac. And then in July, when the Isaac series was all done, I got to interview mom. So that was fun. So that 
from the uh, TCE, that was that was my favorite. Um, I have to say on the Nerd Out, my favorite one was Dave's October Solo. Again, you were on my turf, you follow my footsteps, but imitation is the best, you're, you know, flattery. You're a trendsetter, trendsetter. <laughs> so I really did enjoy, you know, I, I wondered where this was going to go. But, uh, you know, oh, you know, just why well, I really don't have anything to say, but look, but no, just you did a great job, Dave. And I really appreciated that one. And as far as the interview goes, um, Aaron Miller in October from Space Isaac. Uh, it, was, it was a close second with Jim Whalen from March. Um, but uh, my favorite uh, interview so far was the Aaron Miller one. I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about Aaron and about space. Um, and it was just I'm a kind of a space I like space, but I don't, I'm not like super geeky about it. But anyway, um, did you want to say something, Andy, or were you just? No, I'm just enjoying myself. Oh, just okay. <laughs> now for the risk roundtable. Uh, we covered all kinds of things in February. Well, well, before before you move on, before you move on, because I, mean, I think oh, okay. all those interviews were were so good. I, I, I think that those are two great highlights, to be honest. Right? Just, I think talking with Aaron, it's such a fascinating sector, right? I mean, space mm -hmm. is so interesting, touches every sector of critical infrastructure and has its own very unique identity as well. So I think that's a great one. And Jim Whalen's such a smart guy and such a good friend to, to our team in different respects and really appreciate his, his insights. He, is, he has been around uh, facilities and security long before anybody's thinking about it and, and doing some really great things. So th those are both great highlights. I think those are very, very, very good choices. Awesome. Uh, so from the risk roundtable. Um, so let's see, it looks like in, what was it, January or February, we talked about, um, the downfall of Emotet, but I only reason I'm pointing out the downfall of Emotet, I'm not saying that was a favorite, and I'm only bringing that up because in November, after we pu published the last one, Emotet showed back up. So from a cybersecurity perspective, um, so just kind of pointing that out. I think we also mentioned security risks with the president's Peloton, but anyway, that was just something I, I, I put out there. Um, in August, I guess I nerded out on patching, and so that was I thought that was kind of funny. Um, because you guys made fun of me for that but just I, of all time i can't my all-time favorite and i'll never live it down was when i divulged last month that i wasn't living in the physical <laughs> world <laughs> that was that was probably the the best quote of any of our risk roundtable discussions by far by far made, made the title of the podcast and every and everything else too so great highlights jen you you're really thoughtful about that there we do cover a lot of ground in these from the president's peloton to other uh attempts at alliteration as you try to in insert that in every chance you get so um yeah some really good highlights for sure for sure a lot a lot of a lot of good discussions touched on there and dave i'm sure you have some favorite moments uh from the nerd out or other podcasts that we've had as a team jen you may have missed one or two episodes of the total ones that we did all year <laughs> I think you covered just about every episode, trying to I please everybody. Ton. I missed a ton, actually. <laughs> I no, all I, of them. Every of the episodes. That was every, my favorite. All the episodes were great. <laughs> no, they, they all actually, I, I tell you, I think it was kind of cool. Um, you know, we have, over the year, we saw our followers increase tremendously, our, our normal subscribers increase uh, exponentially. I, I think it's just exciting to be part of this, this podcast group and, and to hear all of you guys talk. Um, obviously a lot of great things over the year. I did, I did not do like Jen did. Of course she 
I was an overachiever. I, I just focused on my specific podcast, though the line of the year is in fact that they're just living in a physical world. I'm not living in a physical <laughs> world. I think that definitely goes down. But from the nerd out side, I think I just I was just very thankful and blessed to be joined by so many great uh, panelists on on the call. And similar to Jen's uh, series and uh, with talking about the ISACs and and then Andy with his interviews. I, I think we're just there's so many great security minds out there um, that that we're just really blessed to be able to bring them on. And, and you know, of course, we have Joe and Bridget and Travis, and and they help out a lot. And then and then uh, Amanda uh, Mason, uh, Tamara Harold. Um, we had John Crossan and then Ben Taylor also. I, so I'm just really thankful that we had these guys come in because again, <laughs> you heard my solo and Jen, I, I appreciate you giving me kudos for that. But it, if we had to do a solo all the time, I think I'd be uh, out of uh, out of place. But I, I think that for for me, I think the two ones that I think I really want to focus on were the uh, when we talked about the January sixth incident. Um, in, obviously in January we broke that in and, and all the, the panelists, Bridget, Joe and, and Travis had great feedback on that front. Um, and then just recently, uh, the one where we did, I had to do the two-parter cause I, I could get, uh, Travis or I'm sorry, Joe and, and Bridget on to talk about the Houston incident. And then, uh, Tamara came on, uh, to also share her expertise and, and, and to go into that area. And I think the nice thing is just, we're, we're not just giving you the party line, the standard security things. We're hopefully giving you something to think about more um, and going a little bit beyond just the, the upfront. What does it mean long-term bringing in some of these other groups and, and influencers? So, you know, from the nerd outside, I'm just thankful for that. And then Andy, I think the one, one of my favorite things is that early on, we did the U2, our top five uh, U2 albums. Um, so we talked security on the first part, and then I pulled you in to talk uh, about our favorite band. So yeah, that, that was I, a fun time for me. I was gonna, I was gonna say that too. That really, I think, naturally, nothing to do with anything related to our podcast. <laughs> exactly. It was important to pause and reflect on you two, which I think was one of my favorite moments. It was fun to do, and um, you, know, you and I can both carry on far too long when we start talking about pop culture or football or or things we, that we nature. can do. Hey. I was rocking out to Taylor Swift the other day. And so um, we can do a top five Taylor Swift uh, if we wanted to. Well, we, we can't because I don't, I don't do Taylor Swift. But you and I both have a, oh. um, we, we both probably listen to more uh, female pop song artists than we care to admit. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will share my number one Spotify song of the year was, was Billy Idol and Miley Cyrus teaming up. And I was not surprised at all to see that a hero of the 80s and, uh, and and Miley Cyrus came up as my number one track. So we, we have, I will always remember Billy, Billy Idol in um, what is it, the Wedding Singer? When yes. with that, when he's yes. on the airplane with um, with Adam Sandler, that's that's my favorite Billy Idol moment. He's, even he's though rocking, he's got, a, and, he's, and he's still rocking hard. He just dropped a new EP this year. Really good oh, songs. Yeah. Talked about his motorcycle accident and everything. And it's uh, he's he's he's, he's an awesome awesome performer. I actually, have tickets to go see journey with my wife next year and uh he was one of the alternating uh acts before journey unfortunately he's not playing dc he's he's not going to be there for that but i'm hoping maybe that happens and i get to see him anyway completely digressing so i agree you guys both touched on so many great highlights uh you know jen to the to the uh tce i think i really do enjoy all of your isaac discussions i enjoyed your solo performances but i do think it was really fun when you had uh the legendary jen's mom 
and Ed Heyman on. I think they 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 both yes. added some some good you know candid perspective. You know, Ed, I love Ed and his commentary mm-hmm. and the way he looks at things and just the way the way that that conversation went. I thought was really fun. I really enjoyed that, and so I think it really touched on the heart of what you've tried to do with TCE this year and the way that you approached it. So that was a lot of fun. And Dave, you know, you, you nailed it. I mean, um, you've had such great partners on that panel, such experts. Um, you know, we both know that we need other smart people around us or else you and I will really show how, how, how not smart we are. And, and you've done a great job bringing in such great colleagues. And I've, I've really enjoyed the nerd out. Um, and I do, I do find it amusing when you guys go on to some longer than scheduled rant about, you know, 49ers football and, and the Cowboys and whatnot. So those have all been really fun. And with the interviews, um, I, I, would, I would not say I have a single favorite. I've enjoyed those so much this year. Um, I, I had a chance just yesterday, uh, and, and unrelated to anything else, I was able to reference back once again for the first one we did this year with Vitaly, uh, Advanced Intel, and just the, the quality of the individuals uh, are just awesome. And I, I shared a tweet a few months ago where I, I just reeled off each one of those interviews because I enjoyed them so much. I wanted to catalog them for myself, to be honest. And then I added to that today, adding in um, the interview with, um, at the time, it, it ended with, with Mark Arena. And then since then, I had a chance to speak with Aaron Miller, which you touched on, Jen. And, um, and then last, last month with Bob Koloski, who I thought was just a fantastic guest, sharing his insights from CISA. Um, and then I'm looking forward to one this month, too. And so I, I updated that, that thread just to list all those. You haven't heard them. You can grab all 12 of those uh, pretty easily. But I really enjoyed those. Those are such great discussions. And I'm really excited. I've got to tell you. Um, a great discussion this month we already talked about and two great guests lined up for January and February of next year already, which are going to be, I think, different and really interesting discussions. So excited about those as well. So a lot of great highlights, a lot of great discussion. If you haven't listened to some of those older podcasts, I'd say they're almost all still very relevant and current. So feel free to go back and take a listen if, if you're listening now and want to do that. So Jen, Dave, any final highlights before we move into your favorite part of the show? Three questions we can continue to socially engineer you to. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. That's fine. I didn't know if we were doing predictions or not, so I had a few. Sort well, of. Let, Jen, I'll, I will give you time to come back to predictions. I'm only going to ask you one question today, just one, making it easy for you, right? I, was, I, I had planned a whole series of questioning on the Lions' victory, uh, continued losing streak, but <laughs> we broke it. So I've got just one question I thought it'd be fun to talk about um, for, the, for the holiday season. And I know I'm putting you on the spot to think of this, which might not be easy, but do you have a favorite holiday tv moment was there an episode or a special or something that you think back and like you're like that's that's christmas or or that's holidays that's hanukkah that's new year's whatever there's something that sort of jumps out to you in your memories that you think is just like the most fun or favorite from the holiday season yeah the first time i saw it was it's a wonderful life now i'm a sap but the first time i saw that i was just like that's a jen walker uh, answer that's a jen walker answer yeah (laughs) That, that's right on, right? And I think it's still played on like six channels at least every year. So you can still catch mm-hmm. that because it's just updated with color or whatever it is, right? So, so okay, well, that's a good answer. It's, it's, it's a Christmas Christmas classic, I would say. So good answer. Dave, anything to you? I mean, I, I know obviously, you, you know, you you live a Charlie Brown life at times, probably one of your favorites. Grinch. There, but any, uh, any, anything else you can think of that's like a holiday favorite? Okay, so I'm going to answer this in three parts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer it in three parts. So the first one is the the morning after Thanksgiving, the you know Black Friday for some people, but for me it's when we normally put up our Christmas stuff. The first thing I want to do is wake up the next morning and watch Prep and Landing. So the those cartoons uh, from Pixar, 
they're they're classics. I guess it's it's crazy to think they're like ten years old at this yeah. point. But we we will watch. You know, I'll watch them and I'll watch them dutifully throughout the thing. I think I just watched them again this morning. Uh, so so many great uh, lines in those things. Uh, so I'll watch that. So that's part one. Part two is the period between now and and Christmas Day and. Um, and it is, I will echo Jen's thing it is I, I love, it's a wonderful life. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It uh, obviously it hits all the, 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 the key elements of, of Christmas and it hits all the, the major themes and it's probably a, an hour too long, but I, I will tell you, I just, I love it. It's one of my favorites and, and I can't have Christmas without watching that at least once. Um, and then on Christmas Day, I have to watch um, A Christmas Story. So th this is, um, I, I cannot, it comes on before then and I will not watch it. I will only watch it on Christmas morning. And so those are my three phases. And so I have to do those, those three ways. If I recall, this is, this is taking my memory back further than it really can go successfully, but I think the first time I ever heard of a Christmas story was from you saying something similar to that like 26 years ago. <laughs> and and I think the first time I saw that, or, or at least maybe I didn't see it with you. I must have seen it. Um, I must have been curious enough to, to watch it. But I think I think you introduced me to that that classic. So also now available in color, if I recall. So so they're, they're, that's a fun series. You, 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 you've, you've had your tried two favorites for a while. I, I have. I, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Christmas. So um, so I do enjoy those. So I will only watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. That's it. Okay, eight o'clock when it comes on. When it came well, on NBC at eight o'clock, that was it. That. Everything needed to be prepped, although there were some times where I would be wrapping presents. But, you know, now I got through that. So everything has to be done and prepped. And boom, I'm Ready. in front of the Ready TV transition. at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's, it's fun to have those traditions. I, I don't have anything quite as thoughtful as you guys. And I almost thought Dave would bring in the diehard discussion you had on the nerd. <laughs> last year, right? The ever controversial is diehard a Christmas movie discussion, yes. but uh, I, I went a different direction. So I, I like, I like stupid humor. Um, and, and I think for me, it's a two way tie of two NBC classics, both occurring in season nine of their respective shows. The first one, the older one, is, is Seinfeld and the, the introduction of Festivus, right? I just think it's, it's, it's such a goofy, fun thing. And the Festivus has become such a, like a, a point of reference for so many people in the time since. Um, it, it, I think that was a really fun episode. And then to another uh, NBC classic that we've watched so many times in our house, uh, season nine of The Office, where Dwight and <laughs> his Bell Schnickel, right? He comes yeah. out and uh, have you been impish or admirable? And it, it's just a hilarious episode. And and uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun and goofy. And those both crack me up anytime I can watch them. It's hard to get my family to watch Seinfeld these days. It's just such a, it's hard to believe that show is, you know, 30 years old. Oh now. my God. Festivus. And it's streaming now on Netflix. So you can check it out if you want to, but, but those two are great. Those two are great. So I, I laugh every time I see them and, and they're, uh, they're, they're good festive humor for me. On, on Beats both. of strength. <laughs> What is, what is it airing of grievances is that yeah yeah the airing of yeah, grievances, that's right that's right the airing of grievances and, and it just, they, they just go off on that and it's just it's 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 great it's great they, they did so much with that show but anyway we don't want to digress too long thank you for playing along we'll see what we come up with next year if you want to keep three questions or do something else to pull more information out of you so you can get uh, everything we need to know from both jen walker and dave founder but with that before we wrap up jen we did say we might touch on some predictions or anything you want to share for the team uh for those listening um, it was 
kind of, I didn't know if we were going to or not. So I don't really have to. It's really, honestly, it was too many obviouses. I kind of, too many obviouses, too much obvious. I looked kind of through a set for through several like predictions and I kind of felt the same. It was just like, it's really going to be more of the same, more of the same cat and mouse. Um, you kind of hit on it earlier with, you know, uh, Putin and, and president Biden, um, more ransomware, um, more critical infrastructure protection talks and emphasis, more supply chain stuff. There was one outlier, and I'll include the link in the show notes. It was by Kaspersky. They predict we're going to go back to boot kits, uh, which is uh, like a, a malware that modifies computer startup code. So when it boots up, um, it maintains, it's able to maintain persistence through reboots and things like that. And that was kind of the one outlier that I saw. Um, but I don't know, because they're really expensive to uh, to create so and to develop. So I'm not sure how that one's going to go, but yeah, just, just a lot of more of the same from the prediction side of things. It's probably wise. pretty consistent across all, all domains really. Right. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be more ransomware. It's going to be a lot more of the same issues we've been hearing about. It's not going to change radically. I think on the physical side, Dave, I mean, hostile events sadly aren't going anywhere. And we've been talking about as things open up for a long time, there's only going to be more of that as, as normalcy sets in tragically, you know, normalcy also means incidents of violence and, and uh, things of that nature. And so we're going to see certainly more hostile events. And well, I think this time last year, I would have imagined not talking about COVID anymore. I think we're not going to be done talking about COVID still for at least a little while longer, right? I mean, it's going to be a global issue, certainly well into 2022. I think here at home, um, I think we'll be in a better place, uh, you know, as we, as we move into the spring, but a lot of the same topics and a lot of the same things to be thinking about and aware of and we're going to be dealing with Dave. Anything else you want to throw out there in the world of predictions or anything you anticipate um, for the next year? I, I mean, no. I mean, I think I, I caught myself. No, I don't want to add anything. <laughs> and then I was going to add something. No, but. So, n- n- no, but. Now, I, I think it's this the, you guys are all the right. I mean, I think as much as we expect things, it's going to just be variations of the same. I just, I think organizations need to be thinking like that. They need to think about, okay, so we were able to, we, we made strides this year about protecting against X, Y, or Z. Now, how do we see that adapting and changing? And, and can we make our own changes in response to that even before the game? You know, the goal is to disrupt, to, be, to, to disrupt that, that cycle and, ha- and make ourselves a hardened target. So how do we do that? So, uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of the same, but do, let's see how organizations be proactive in, in doing that work. I think you're right. I think the one thing I will add, and I think a lot of organizations have probably already seen this, but as we do get back to more people working in office space again, I, I, I am curious, the, the mental stress aspect of it, right? People have been under the, the, the COVID dynamic now for two years. And as we get back together in the office, you know, it could be interesting to see, you know, are certain conflicts coming up or are tensions coming up? Some of the um, polarization that's occurred politically and on mask and vaccination issues, how does that come up in the office? And, um, you know, there, there is a potential for different, you know, flashpoints and tension points to, to develop. And, and that might be something for leaders to think about, you know, what, what are, they, are they prepared for those? How are they, you know, bringing people back together successfully and rebuilding those teams in person? Uh, there are going to be some interesting challenges as we move into the new year. So a lot to think about. Gary even mentioned midterm elections, even. <laughs> so I'm not, I mean. not ready to think about those. Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, 
I mean, we've already got way too much talk about the 2024 elections, let alone the midterm. So it's, it's, uh, We'll say that for the new year, Dave, something to look forward to. But there we go. with that, we, we covered a lot of ground. Thank you for the, uh, the thoughtful, thoughtful reflections, uh, both on some serious you know, concerns and security issues from, from scams and ongoing cyber threats to uh, the Michigan tragedy and, and hostile events and to our podcast over the last year. I think we've had uh, both serious discussion, important discussion, and a lot of fun with a lot of great partners. And I think you know, really uh, shared a lot of really remarkable perspective information from our friends and colleagues. So with that, thank you both very much for another successful year of the Risk Roundtable. Excited to see this program mature and, and uh, all the different things we get to talk about. And Dave and I are really super excited about going to video in, in next year. So Jen, thanks for being on Here's board the video. That. Anything you guys want to send us out with? Dave, you've gotten to start us off. We'll come to you first and then over to Jen. Anything you want to send us out with for this final Risk Roundtable of 2021? Jen, I think you did a good trial run today on being prepared for video. I think you look really good. So there you no, go. No, I don't. You're... Please. <laughs> this is to prove I can't do video. <laughs> Nobody wants to look at this. I got a perfect voice for radio or face for radio, whatever. Jen, no, the... I have nothing. So uh, was, that was yeah. it? Oh, okay. <laughs> we had to get over the shock of it. We were both stunned for a moment. That was our first ending. But like, where's the it, real thing here? Get okay. over that. Get anything you want to send us out with? I just, I honestly, I want to, at the end of the year, I want to thank our, all of our guests and our listeners, um, faithful listeners, especially mom, for all the support this year. Uh, I also, second thing, I have three things. The second thing is uh, from a cyber perspective, Get ready. Take a look. If you haven't seen it, um, CISA put out a catalog of known exploited vulnerabilities. Start the new year off right. Use that as your low hanging fruit. Use that to prioritize things for either patching or other adding other uh, compensating controls in your environment. Um, don't let another year go by without addressing your known exploited vulnerabilities. And finally, most importantly, I want to thank Andy and Dave for your continued support and friendship on the Risk Roundtable. Yeah, that's so that's so heartfelt. I feel I feel bad. Well done, Jen. Yeah, Jen. Thank you. Making us thank feel you. bad and inadequate. But no, thank you both very much. This has been really fun. And I think uh, we, we've we've said plenty. So with that, I think that's the risk roundtable for 2021. We look forward to an exciting year next year and uh, sharing more insight, perspective, and commentary on the threats around us every day, both as a team here and with that great community of friends and colleagues. We get to call uh, partners in our in our security universe. So if you're listening, you haven't subscribed yet. We hope you subscribe for 2022. Check out the nerd out. Check out TCE. Check out the interview. We always welcome your feedback. I, it was, it's always nice to see positive notes. I do want to say had a really nice note. Um, you know, thanking Bob Koloski for his insight um, from from a, a partner at a, an organization. And I I really appreciate when I see a great organization acknowledging another great individual. And so I, I love that feedback. We always like it, good or bad. Dave, we, we, we don't share the bad with you because you know how sensitive you are, but we welcome your <laughs> feedback. And uh, thanks for listening over 2021. The Risk Roundtable podcast is our recurring monthly discussion among our team and occasional guests as we explore the all hazards, threats, and risks impacting the United States and internationally. As we seek to help apply a threat-informed, risk-based approach to analysis, preparedness, and operations, we hope these podcasts are informative and maybe even a little tiny bit entertaining. Read more about Gate15's full podcast menu at our podcast page. We hope you'll subscribe, listen, and share your ideas and other feedback. You can reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or email us at podcast at gate15.global. And you can subscribe and join us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Jen. 
See you in 2022.